I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Mindy Mission Podcast. Today on the podcast, I had Kristen Danielli, and Kristen is a business owner, motivational mentor, and speaker, community builder, and soulful retreat facilitator. Um, Kristen is a catalyst for radical change and will support you in transforming your ambition into your reality and guide you toward creating a business and life that is filled with joy, bliss, and intention. So we talked all the things. We talked about making the scary decisions. We talked about intention. We talked about, I mean, I can't even tell you, we went down so many stinking routes and rabbit holes. And I'm telling you, the conversation is amazing. But I want you to know that Kristen really, really talked about community and building this community of people around you. And I'm telling you right now, when you follow Kristen on social media, which you can find all that in the show notes, you will see that that is one thing that she truly prides herself on and truly works to do is create a community of people. So I know that you're going to love this episode. Screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, rate, review, and subscribe. Do all the things that you need to do to keep this podcast going. And without further ado, I'll see you inside. Hello, Kristen. How are you? Hi, Mindy. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Everyone who's listening, I want to welcome Kristen Daniele to the podcast. Um, Thank you for being here. If you could just, we're just going to jump right on in. If you could just give the listeners a background of who you are. I know I just, they just heard the bio before getting into the actual episode, but if you could just let them know who you are, where you came from, what has led you to the point of where you are right now, and just who is Kristen at her core? Absolutely. So I guess Kristen Danielli is very multifaceted, but um, I think one of the things I say is I'm like the most unconventional conventionalist because I sort of always had a different view and different values in terms of like what I wanted out of life, but I still sort of followed all of the things that I thought I should do. You know, I should go to a really great college. And then after that, I should either get a master's degree or get a really great job. And then from there, you know, start a family and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so from a very young age, I had always felt like there was something different and there was something more for me, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what that was. And I spent a lot of time sort of searching and settling, um, whether it was in jobs or relationships or um, the decisions that I was making. It wasn't very intentional. It was sort of based off of, you know, cultural norms or societal expectations or family expectations or you know, the environment. And and it wasn't so much that I was in the driver's seat. I was sort of just kind of like cruising along. And it got to a point in my life, um, probably 
later on in my 20s, I was about 26, and it really just started to hit me that I wanted more, and I knew that, you know, there was something bigger and larger out there for me that I was meant to do here, you know, while I'm on this earth, you know, with this one beautiful, precious life that we have, and I just wasn't feeling fulfilled, my life didn't feel meaningful, and I felt like I was just sort of going through the motions of life, waking up every day, going to this job, you know, kind of doing the best job that I could do and then coming home and then, you know, working out and then eating and then going back, you know, and doing it all over again. It was like a hamster on a wheel and it was on, you know, I was like living my life on autopilot, so to speak. And it, it felt like it was like a switch, like on, off, like every single day. It was just kind of like going through the motions. And I started to go through, you know, I guess you would call it like a spiritual awakening or a transformation in my own life where I started to ask myself those deep, meaningful soul questions like who am I what am I here to do um, what is my purpose here on this planet you know while I'm here how can I serve and when I started to ask myself those questions my perspective started to shift and it just it hit me um you know a few years ago that I'm here for something so much bigger than myself like it isn't just about me and me not utilizing my gifts and talents you know, that I have, it's not only affecting me and my life and making me feel unfulfilled, but it's also affecting so many other people out there that have been waiting to hear, you know, my story of resilience and what I've overcome in my journey so that they can then, you know, take that leap themselves and implement the changes in their life that are going to make them feel free and joyful and, and happy just as they are are in this moment and I think that was one of the major catalysts for me is recognizing that happiness is truly a state of mind and I think I spent so many years seeking that happiness outside of myself and hoping that I would find it in a person place or thing and coming to the realization that it's all here and I already have access to it already like truly shifted my life and I had always been someone that was very positive and, you know, saw the good and, and even the worst situations. But at the same time, like I needed to take radical responsibility for my life. I needed to take a look at the recurring patterns in my life. I needed to ask myself the tough questions that would lead to a more intentional life. Right. And so, so that kind of led me to where I am today. And I took the leap of faith, you know, a little over a year ago to leave behind my corporate job and launch myself into, you know, my passion. And it's certainly been a roller coaster along the way. You know, there is no easy one way to get there. Um, but I've learned a lot along the way. So, yeah. So what is actually... Before we jump into that, let's, I have a lot of notes that I took, just like little snippets of things that you were saying that I pulled out and I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. And then we'll get into like, what is it that you're really doing now? Like, what is it that you have, you know, you left behind this corporate job to pursue your passion now. And I really want to talk about what it is that you do, who you serve. But um, you talked about family expectations and societal, you know, beliefs and all that kind of stuff. And things that you felt like you should be doing and that you were just kind of cruising through life, doing all the things that you should do. Um, and I feel like this is a lot of things, a lot of um, 
of us have been through or struggled with, um, especially like I, I too, same thing, like when I graduated high school, the, there was no other like really thought, what do you do next? You go to college. And I've, I've said this before on a podcast that like, once I felt that feeling of being unfulfilled or like knew that there was something more, my next thing was get a, you know, go back to grad school. Cause that must be what is missing. So I, I totally understand and feel you because, but when, can you just kind of speak on, on that aspect of it and just like what that was like for you? Because I know what it was like for me. And it's like, once you realize that a lot of these things are conditioned within you, they're beliefs that you feel like you, that have just been ingrained inside of you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that maybe what, you know, your parents did or your grandparents did or whoever, um, and that might be what fulfilled them or what they chose for their life, but it doesn't have to fulfill you. No, absolutely. And I think that's a really great point. I, I feel like it was one of those things where, especially when we grew up, right? Like we're millennials still, you know, we're not old, but we, we sort of did grow up in a different time. There were a lot more, you know, illusionary boundaries, if you will. Like, you know, it was, if you wanted to be a singer, you had to get an agent, right? Like now it's like you just produce music and you put it on Spotify. Like there aren't as many boundaries now, so to speak, in terms of entry, right? But when I was growing up, I was sort of taught like, you're either going to be that starving creative or artist that like doesn't really make a ton of money, but like does what you love, or you're going to settle into a job that you don't necessarily love, but that you can make a, you know, a lot of money doing. And, you know, you might not be super fulfilled, but you can find other ways to fulfill yourself and other hobbies and all these different things. And so I feel like for me, had I made the choices I wanted to make many years ago, I had always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was always creative. I would have gone down a different path. But at the same time, too, it was like it, it wasn't talked about that you could both simultaneously do what you love and make money at the same time and feel fulfilled. And so I wanted to have that backup plan, right? Like I wanted to ensure that no matter what I did, I still had a plan B. It, it was like, conditioned in me and ingrained like okay you can either take the leap and go full out and like really pursue your dreams and passions but you might fail mm-hmm. you know so you need to have this mba and you need to have xyz or you need to have this certification as opposed to like take failure off the table make this your number one mission in life go after it with every piece of your heart and soul and believe in it trust it know that you are not wrong and you know, the dream that's in you, it's for you and go after it, be resilient about it, you know, despite what anyone around you might say. But for me, it was like, I needed that crutch, right? Like, okay, well, if I do do this and it fails, I have my MBA. So I can go back, I can go back to the corporate world, like no big deal. Right. Um, spending all this money that I could have used as seed money to start my business, you know, but, but at the same time too, like, I don't have any regrets. You know, I went through my journey and and all of us have a different journey and it led me to the woman that I am and and to where I am in my life right now. And I'm super grateful for all of the experiences and um, everything that I've done and, you know, up to this point, but I'm far more intentional now. I don't do things now because I should do them. You know, it's, if it's a non-negotiable for me and it's a must for me, I'm going to find a way to get, to get it done. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Um, because it's my choice. 
and it makes me feel happy. And it's not so much about looking successful to the outside world. It's about feeling truly profitable and fulfilled inside my soul to my core so that I can lead in that way. You know, I can be love truly and spread love and, and, you know, through example, show others that it's possible. You know, I don't want to tell them. I want to embody it. I want to live it. And I want them to see through my actions and decisions that they also can and that it is possible for them. They just have to make the choice to go for it. 100%. And I, everything that you said right there, I 100% agree with. You are like speaking straight to my soul. And I feel like I, I, I feel you on such a level that like when you talked about having that plan B or that, that thing in your back pocket, like I've always, there's always been that like, well, if this doesn't work out, I still have this. Um, and then there's always been this, something that I was always conditioned to believe or maybe it's just something that, I mean, I, that you don't ever stop doing something until you have something else lined up. Like you don't quit that job until you have one. You don't quit that job until you have, you know, sustained this much, you know, money in your business or whatever, whatever you've got going on. There's no burn the boat kind of thing. That's not, <laughs> that's not where, <laughs> there's no burn in the boat in, in, in my life or in my family or the way I was raised. Like you are very much um, prepared, so to yes. speak, <laughs> you know, as prepared as you can be, you know? So, which is funny because even like I, I've heard my dad say multiple times, like if you're waiting for the perfect time to, you know, X, Y, Z, like get married or whatever, you're never going to do it. But at the same time, they're very much like prepared people is like, you would never quit a job without another one. You would never have that next thing lined up. Absolutely. And I don't know. I, and I'm, so I'm, it's very hard. It's like ingrained in me to have this preparation and like, um, that next thing before something else, before I let go of something else. But I do want to, um, talk about, you said intention, um, and that you're very intentional now. And I want to talk about that verse, like intentions versus like goals. And like, I think that there are two different things. And I feel like they're both like kind of almost starting to become buzzwords right now. Like, Oh, set your intentions or your goals or whatever. But I think that intention to me is something that's so much more important versus like I can have goals and dreams and want them to become a reality and I can work towards those. But setting the intentions of how I'm going to get there has really helped me as well. So can you talk on being intentional with your time and what you're doing and how you're spending it and, you know, where you're actually um, utilizing your energy? Absolutely. So I would say it is important to know where you are and know where you want to go. Those are important factors to have in mind when you are thinking about where do I see myself in a few years or what is the end goal? What am I walking toward? Right? Like you have to kind of have that. It's a human need to know what you're working toward because that's going to drive you, you know, to keep taking the steps, you know, through the challenges and obstacles to get to that point. Um, but I think it's, it's important to discover even in advance, of what a goal might be is what's important to me. You know, what are my non-negotiables? Like, what do I really want my life to look like? Not what does society say that success means, right? Like, do I really need X, Y, Z? Or what is it truly that Kristen needs or that Mindy needs? What is important to me in my life? You know, is it family? Is it time freedom? Is it financial freedom? Is it 
you know, being able to work in this setting, right, for this other company that really fuels my soul, but then also come home and then serve others to this capacity, right? Because we don't all have to go out and quit our jobs and start a business and be fulfilled. You know, some of us have found our mission and passion in the job that we're in or in the field that we're in. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to put your creative talents to the side. You can do both. You can have both. But you have to distinguish that. And then you have to be intentional about how you're going to create that and make that happen in your life. You know, so I think the biggest thing that people don't talk about is boundaries. We talk a lot about work-life balance or balance. And to me, I truly don't really believe in like an actual equilibrium. I think that it's kind of impossible. And I think when we focus on these words, you know, they actually have a lot of power and balance is you're striving towards something that you may not be able to truly achieve. So I've learned to set boundaries, you know, where before I would say yes, 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 but now I, I sometimes say no, or I ask the question, is this event, workshop, retreat, service, connection, call, uh, um, you know, night out, whatever, is this getting me one step closer to where I'm going? Or is it taking me two steps back? You know, and sometimes you do need to take a step back and that's okay. But I think it's just being intentional about where you're spending your time because time is our most valuable asset and we cannot get it back. Um, and kind of laying out that roadmap for yourself of like, okay, if this is what I truly want at the end of this, right? What are the decisions and choices that I need to make on the way there mm -hmm. and being intentional about that because to me truly I think being rigid and having a specific plan about how you're going to get somewhere is just going to trip you up and and you know deter you from actually feeling the magic of life that happens along the way you know and the opportunities that may present themselves to you so I feel like Say yes now, kind of figure out the how later, but be intentional about how you're walking toward it and having trust and learning to kind of surrender and let go of control through the process because the way you get there is going to look a lot different than what it looks like in your head. Mm -hmm. And so if you can be a little bit flexible on that, I think it's going to surprise you and excite you and scare you, but it's also going to force you to step outside of your comfort zone. Ask yourself the real questions of like, how bad do I want this? You know, and, and what is it that I do want? And reevaluate and reassess along the way. Like it's changed for me. And if I had had this clear, rigid, one-stop shop idea of what it looked like, I would have totally missed out on so many amazing opportunities and beautiful experiences that I've been exposed to along the journey. And it's because I have been intentional about the type of life that I want and what is most important to me. And at the end of the day, it truly comes down to love and joy and, and you know, spending time with those that I love and care about and being as present as I possibly can. It's not about, you know, other things that I may have thought that I wanted, you know, or I need to do this to feel this. It's like, no, I want to create a life where I feel joy now. I am joy now. And that's kind of how I'm navigating my life. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, everything that you just said, like the whole boundaries, um, setting your intentions, joy, happiness. And honestly, at the end, you know, 
it's so funny that I, I say this all the time, but people don't, a lot of people, especially not once they haven't made it into the self-development world, once you drink the Kool-Aid and you're in this like self-development world, you understand, but you can literally create the life that you want. You have that ability. And you said earlier, happiness is a state of mind. And that is part of it. Like creating the life that you want is part of that state of mind and the mindset. And there's a lot of work that goes into it, but you have that ability. You have the ability to create what you want in your life. But a lot of people think that where they are is where they have to be where, mm-hmm. you know, well, this is it for me. And that honestly, all, every time I hear someone say like, you know, you know, this is, this is my life. This is what it is. This, these are the cards that I've been dealt. I'm always like, it, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, no, 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 no. You have the ability to do what you want. And if you were talking to someone that was like kind of in that mode of like, well, this just is my life. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, this is, these are the the cards I was dealt. You know, I'm not super happy, but you know, I'm kind of, I'm just comfortable, you know, and I say that all the time. Are you truly happy or are you just comfortable? Because there's a totally, there's a total difference. Like I've been super comfortable, you know, in my life and in my job and I can say now that there's a difference in being comfortable and truly happy. So if there's someone that's saying like, you know, I mean, life is what it is, you know, you know, basically like they have this mentality that, you know, I go to work, I, I, I do the things I come home. I'm, you know, everything's just the same every day. like you said earlier, and I'm not unhappy, but I'm not super happy. Like, but this is what it is. What do you Absolutely. say to that? Absolutely. I think, so first, I think an important thing to touch upon is as human beings, we naturally cling to our, fam- our familiar miseries. We just do because that's where ego wants us to live. Mm-hmm. It wants us to stay in this state of, well, I'm not really like, how am I going to have X, Y, Z? That's only for, you know, the privileged or that's only for this type of person, you know, that grew up in this type of environment. It's like, at the end of the day, it wants us to sort of stay where we are because it's comfortable, right? As soon as we start to enter in that area of uncertainty or unknown, we start to freak out, you know, and it's there for a reason, you know, like where we have our fears for a reason and everything, but we have to sort of push past that a little bit and think a little bit further into are those our beliefs? Like, is that what Kristen believes or is that what I've been conditioned to believe over time? Did that come from, you know, my parents or society or a teacher, or did someone say something to me down the line? And I think a lot of people in our society today They want to kind of keep it surface level. They don't really want to go deep because it's easier, right? It's painful to kind of go there, to like dig it up from the roots up and ask yourself the tough questions. But part of what I do in my work and why I feel that community and connection and support is so important is that until you kind of get honest with yourself and you ask yourself the questions about like, why do I make decisions this way? What are my values? Do I even know what my top 10 core values are? Do I know like what I truly believe and is it something that I actually believe to be true and know to be true or is it something that I've been conditioned to believe is true and start to like 
really get honest with yourself because I don't think that a lot of people actually know what they want because they've never actually focused on what they want. They want, they've focused so much on why they can't have what they want. Mm -hmm. And we know where energy goes, you know, or where focus goes, energy flows. It's so true. It's like what you're focusing on is going to show up more in your life. So if you're constantly focusing on, well, I could never have that, or I'm not worthy of that, or how could I possibly make that happen? Then you're never going to make it happen. You're just completely pushing it away from you completely instead of looking at it from a different perspective because truly, I think it comes down to a very simple, simple shift in perspective. I think we overcomplicate things. Like instead, of, it really could just be the way you ask the question. Like instead of why me, why not me? Like why did this happen to me versus why can't I have this? Or instead of saying, I could never make this work, how can I make this happen? Just a simple shift in the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you frame the question and think about it, it's going to show you a completely different outcome. But it all starts with the mind. You know, it truly does. So you have to start working on yourself from the ground up and understanding who you are because self-awareness and self-knowledge is a really beautiful tool when you're trying to navigate your life and it's important to to know like where am I going and, and what do I truly want and realizing that you do not have to be a victim of your circumstances or a product of your environment you can be a product of your choices you have you just have to make the decision to want more and realize that you don't have to settle for whatever the situation that you are in now. And it might feel like it's permanent, but you can change, you know, and you can make it work. You just have to get honest with yourself about certain areas of your life where you might be the common denominator. You know, what are the recurring patterns? And you need to take radical responsibility for your life and realize that no one's going to come and save you. You have to do the saving on your own. And it's kind of a harsh reality, but if you want something, you need to figure out how to make it happen. And it might not be easy. It certainly isn't the easy road, but it's the rewarding road. And it's going to meet your need for growth. It's going to meet your need for fulfillment and meaning and connection. But the only way to get there is to start being honest with yourself about what you truly do desire and believe that you can make it happen. Because if you don't believe and trust that you can actually achieve it, then you're already setting yourself up to fail from the beginning because you need to believe it. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of um, belief in yourself. And, and like you said, a lot of people don't want to go deep. The, 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 that's not fun. You know, it's not a fun place to be. And we, as humans, we want to keep ourselves comfortable and safe, like you said. And so as soon as we feel that little bit of resistance and like, oh no, this is about to get sticky, we turn around, right? That's, that's a lot of our, that's the human nature. A lot of times we want to turn around, we want to retreat, we want to go back to where we're safe. It is, you know, that's just who we are. But until we can learn to push through that and get into that stickiness and into that mess, that's where growth actually happens. And I love that you said that. And it's all about believing in what it is that you want to do or what it is that you are doing. Um, because in the end, like you said, where, you know, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought, but, um, but 
you have the power to choose and where you focus like you said, where you focus, energy flows. So if you're focusing on all the things that are going to happen for you and the things that you want and things that you want to bring in your life, it's going to happen. Things are going to start coming into your life because that's what you're focusing on. That's where you're putting your energy versus I can't have X, Y, Z, like you said, or I'm not as good as. Um, but I do want to ask you here, um, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about um, who it is that you serve, what, what you've got going on, what what's kind of wrapped up in Kristen's world of service? Like, let's just, let's just hear what, what else you've got going on. Absolutely. And just quickly too, I just wanted to add one of the biggest pieces that really helped me along the way is grounding myself in gratitude. It, it's something that's often overlooked, but truly it's so easy as human beings, right? Cause we're either looking back or we're looking forward. It's very rare that we're kind of in the moment. And so I think if we can remind ourselves of all the beauty and all the wonderful things that we already have in our life, even if it's hard to dig up, even if it feels really hard to find the things, but you could say, you know, I woke up today, you know, I'm healthy, I'm alive, I have, you know, both of my legs, I can walk, I can go to the gym, you know, it's, if we can ground ourselves in gratitude, we can truly set the stage to, to make space for abundance and for more to come into our life. And I know that it kind of sounds like one of those things that people say, but it's genuinely true because when I lose sight of what I already have and I start like judging myself and, and being like, oh my God, I'm never getting, I just get in this vicious cycle of, okay, well, I'm further away now. But when I can take a step back and say, wow, how lucky am I? I have a roof over my head today. I'm breathing. I'm able to go to the gym and work out and you know, do X, Y, Z, it totally shifts my mindset. And it makes me see like the importance of life and that there's beauty all around us. And even just living, even just being here, like life is a miracle. Life is beautiful. So just gratitude is, is such an important factor of it. And I know that sometimes it seems hard to like pull up what you can be grateful for when you're so focused on what you don't have, but it truly does unlock, you know, more, abundance and make more space for you to actually have that in your life. Um, so I just wanted to mention that quickly because that's something I needed to be reminded of also. Um, as an achiever, I'm constantly thinking about the future and what I haven't yet succeeded in or what I haven't yet accomplished. And meanwhile, forgetting the million things behind me that I've already done and the people that I've impacted and the lives that I've changed and sculpted and including my own, you know. Um, so if you can kind of focus on what you've already accomplished and, and what you've already overcome and how resilient you've already been and keep that beautiful person in mind and keep that person close to you. It'll kind of drive you forward too at the same time. For sure. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I really work with, you know, the conscious business owner, the heart centered entrepreneur, the purpose driven entrepreneur, um, the aspiring creative, the person that, feels the call to more, knows that they're here to do more, be more, feel more, share more, love more, and may not necessarily have the right support around them, um, may not have access to that support or community, and maybe feeling a little bit alone, maybe stuck, maybe lost, maybe feeling like they're, you know, walking towards something and they keep hitting a brick wall and feel kind of lonely and isolated and as if they're never going to reach their goal, but they still have this burning desire in it and it's there and it won't go away. They can't get rid of it, but they're inundated by life happening around them and, you know, feeling out of control of their circumstances because of their environment and their immediate surroundings. And 
almost feeling like, okay, I have this dream, but how am I ever going to make it a reality? And then being around people that are feeding that and saying, well, yeah, like you probably should do this because they're projecting their own beliefs onto them. And so then you're spinning your wheels again. And even though you have this intense desire and burning passion to do more, be more, feel more, see more, you get defeated, you feel defeated. And it's kind of like this upward, downward, you know, spiral and roller coaster of emotions because at your core, your soul is, is screaming to you, you can do this. This is for you. Don't give up on this. But then everything around you is kind of like fighting against it. So there is this massive polarity between what you want and what you know you can achieve at your core and then everything else that seems to be standing in your way of getting there. And, and so truly like I've built these masterminds and these groups and these communities where people can get together and there's no hierarchy. I'm not talking at you. I'm talking with you. We're having a discussion. We're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're gaining the ability to grow as a leader, um, to formulate deep and meaningful relationships, to understand, you know, who you are at the core, what you truly want and what it feels like the value in owning a heart-centered business and following your passion and fulfilling your mission here on life, which is, you know, I do believe that we are here to serve. And as we serve, we in turn serve ourselves. And that's what brings us true, genuine joy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, opening up that space for individuals on their journey to be seen, heard, and valued for exactly who they are. Because as we step into our power, as we step into our authentic truth, we're able to serve more, more fully, excuse me, we're able to show up better in our relationships, in our communities. And it all does start with ourselves. And the thing is, is the entrepreneurial journey, or even if you're someone, like I said, that is in the corporate setting or really loves your job, but there's this side business that you really love, or there's this passion that you truly love that you're not giving any time or attention to, you're going to fill a void. And it's natural for us to want to grow as human beings and to want to tap into that creativity and to really unleash that gift and talent that we have and share it with the world and share it with our communities. And through the challenges and the obstacles, because there will be them and there will be many of them, you want to be in a space where people are holding you accountable. They're challenging you to step outside of your com comfort zone. And I'm kind of that person to say like, my accountability is coming from a place of love. Like I know that you are meant for more. I know that you can be more and I'm going to be here to like guide you on that journey so that you can step into what you're meant to do. You know, be confident in your abilities and go out and then serve, you know, other small communities. And then from there, we just create this ripple effect and, you know, impact the world, so to speak, you know? And so, I basically create these containers for individuals to be who they are and to feel supported, loved, and cared for, but also be challenged and pushed outside of their comfort zone. And um, a big piece of, you know, what I try to create is the skills, right? And then also the ability for them to then go out and facilitate, lead, teach, educate in their area and zone of genius and gain practice doing it like I don't want to talk about all the different ways that you can do something the way one person did it because we're all different mm -hmm. but I want to you know I want to create the environment for you to feel like you can then go out and facilitate that same exact thing 
in your area of genius and feel confident about it mm-hmm. and gain that momentum and that skill. And so I really feel like being in an environment where you're around other people who are on a similar journey and that are supportive and non-judgmental and come from a place of non-judgmental compassion, you are then truly able to feel confident to then go out and do it on your own. And that's kind of what I want to create for people is that chance to be who they are meant to be, who they've always been. It's just been a little bit kind of buried underneath conditioning and beliefs that are not true. And so once they recognize and see the value in it, they gain that momentum and then they just keep moving forward. And then they have the community to continue to come back to and the connections to continue to come back to as they continue to walk the walk and talk the talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, creating these sacred, I feel like they're such sacred containers when you create this level of community and connection And when you haven't been a part of something like that, it's hard to understand why you need that. But 100%, when you are in a space where you have this like-minded people who are all on their own individual journeys, but they come together to support each other, like you said, in a non-judgmental way, but support and love and uplift each other and help them, each other facilitate growth. It's something that is beautiful and magical that you can't really describe until you're actually within it. And so I love that you bring that to so many women. And um, I do want to kind of shift gears a little bit because at the end of a podcast episode, I always ask three random questions to kind of get our brains off of what we've been talking about. But um, the first question is, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Oh, that's an awesome question. That's a hard question. (laughs) I think, I guess I would say love, honestly. Um, I love love. I always have loved love. Not just romantic love, but just the exchange of love between friends, between, between a stranger. I mean, it brings me so much joy to be able to even be ordering a coffee at Starbucks and be able to smile, you know, at the server and ask her for her name or him for his name and see the joy that then comes through them just from me taking that two seconds to create that connection and that bond between us. And I think sometimes we underestimate the value of a small gesture and truly at the end of the day, I do believe above all else, we are here to be love, to Mm -hmm. spread love. And that can be in any form, you know, it can be small or big, but Um, I just think at the core of it, if we can start to bring the human element back Mm -hmm. to our perspective and and into our lives, like it would certainly bring a lot more joy and a lot more happiness to people, you know, all around us. Because I, I know that there are a lot of challenging things happening in the world right now, but if we can kind of remember that love is really, truly what makes the difference, you know? It's not fear. It's not hate. It's not anger and hurt people hurt people, you know? So even the people that are angry and sad and upset and violent and all these things, like at the core of it, they're in pain. They want love. So love is what is going to set us free personally, loving ourselves first. And then that kind of infiltrates and spreads like wildfire through every other area of our lives. So if we can kind of ground in love and gratitude and remember that, 
we can make a difference, even in the smallest, most tiny way. I think it would really make a difference in our world and in our communities and in our own lives, truly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, love is the center of everything. And that's what we need right now is we just need more. We just need more of it um, throughout the world, for sure. Um, second question is, what is your favorite sound? My favorite sound? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question, too. These are great. Yeah. <laughs> They're really making me think right now. Right? <laughs> um, my favorite sound? Well, I like the, I mean, I like the sound of the ocean, mm -hmm. um, the waves crashing against the rocks. Um, it's super soothing for me. Like to me, water is vitality and it reminds me of like our life source and yeah. just reminds me of life. Honestly, truly like when I think about it now, like anytime I'm preparing for like a speech or an event or a workshop or I feel a little bit like I might be lost or I need some grounding. Like I'll always go either sit by a lake or the ocean and listen to the water, close my eyes and just listen to the sound of the water kind of crashing, you know, against the rocks or, you know, back and forth. And it's super soothing to me. Yes. I love the ocean. That's, I mean, definitely my favorite sound in all the world. Um, the last question is bedroom, car, or your desk, what do you make sure is cleaned first? Definitely my car. Um, because I'm in my car a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm someone that's constantly on the move. <laughs> you too. Um, and it's interesting because I always said for years, I think my coping mechanism was motion, right? So like instead of healing and dealing and feeling, it was like on the move. But, um, but now it's more of a beautiful thing because I'm more intentional. And so like what I am doing, I'm super amped up about it. And uh, so I spend a lot of time in my car. I just do. I drive a lot. Um, to put it into perspective, like most people drive like twelve to 15,000 miles a year. I drive like 28,000 miles. And I live in a small little city called Boston, Massachusetts. So it's not like it's a New York or a Chicago. So that's kind of a lot of mileage. Um, so because I'm, I think, you know, that's a great question. I think because I'm in that space so much, I kind of need it to be, you know, decluttered and open and clean because it sort of helps me get in that state of like fresh perspective and um, newness and cleanliness. And it's yes. sort of like, it aids in my inspiration and my creativity because I'm able to just like be I'm not worried about like, oh my God, there's that wrapper on the floor or there's that like dirt over here or there's like 600 pieces of clothing right here. And um, I wasn't always that way. I mean, my car used to be pretty messy, but I kind of realized the importance of your environment and sort of setting the stage in that way. Um, so definitely my car, not to say that the others are super messy, but that's where I spend the most time to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I can say that the car is usually last on my list, but I've been trying to do a little bit better. Usually it's just like clothes or gym, a gym bag, whatever. But my husband, I last night I went outside and he was out there just like vacuum him out, vacuuming out my car. I was like, oh, love it. So he, he's very much like his truck is always perfectly clean, perfectly spotless. So he, he hooked me up last night. So I was super <laughs> thankful for that. Um, he's so like a gem. <laughs> yeah. So I will put in the show notes all the ways that they can find you and connect with you. But is there any way in particular that you want them if they want to, you know, connect with you and 
find out more about what you have going on? Is there a certain place that would be best? So I do have my website um, where individuals can go on and subscribe and sign up for, you know, email list, stuff like that, which is cool. But if they don't want to add themselves to another list, they can always just visit um, my Facebook page, Souls on the Rise, my Instagram, Souls on the Rise, uh, or follow me personally, Kristen Daniele, because at the end of the day, like, I am me. So I like Souls on the Rise is my community. And it's, you know, where I offer a lot of my services, but also like, I'm Kristen Daniele at the end of the day. So like, add me on my personal account if you want to like kind of follow along the journey or for inspiration or motivation. And then um, anyone can email me. I love email. I love hearing people's stories. I love being able to connect with others in this space, answer any questions or just kind of, you know, go back and forth about ideas and um, things like that. And that's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N at soulsontherise.com. Um, but yeah, other than that, on the social platforms and just reaching out to me, um, I always love connecting with other people in this space and meeting new people. It, it truly does light my soul on fire. I think connection is one of the most important things for me. And sometimes I think all it takes is one person's story of resilience um, to be able to, to light that fire within you and spark that within you. And so if I can ever make that a possibility for someone and, and be a part of that journey, even in a very small way, I always, you know, want to be able to do so. So. Yes, for sure. Well, we will put all of that in the show notes as well. And I think that, I mean, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I'm glad that we finally got to sit down and do this. Um, it's been like a long time coming. But um, thank you so much for being here. And those of you listening, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.